Welcome to the Extraordinary Life Podcast from the creator of the Extraordinary Life Tribe, Crystal Obergon. The self-development podcast propelling you forward toward your goals using science-backed high-performance habits. Reach the next level in your physical and mental health. See new heights in your relationships. Gain clarity on your purpose and live your extraordinary life. Welcome your host, writer, speaker, and coach, Crystal Obergon. Hi there. This is Crystal of Crystal Obergon Coaching with episode number 28 of the Extraordinary Life Podcast. As we ended last year and have begun this year, I've been talking a lot about goals and dreams. In reality, I'm always talking about goals and dreams, especially your dreams for 10 years from now, because while I believe in living in the moment, I also believe we can best live in the moment if we know who we want to be, what we want to do, and what we want to have in the future. I also know that if you're not mindful of what you want to be, do, and have, life will happen anyway, and 10 years will go by regardless, right? So how can you manage your big dreams for the future while still getting your kids off to school or dinner on the table or the dogs walked? You would be surprised that all of my clients struggle with this at one point or another, whether they have kids or not, whether they're in the house or not. And when they share it in our group, they're also surprised that they're not alone in this. What goes along with it often is guilt, whether it's mom guilt, partner guilt, extended family guilt. Somehow as women, we've been sold this idea that we really can do it all. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to and you shouldn't. A few weeks ago, I talked about the Pareto Principle, that 20% of your effort gets you 80% of your results. And this is true no matter what part of your life you're talking about. This podcast is going to be less about time management, because time is time, and more about the shifting of your attitude or your mindset around how to be less overwhelmed and feel like you're still moving forward in what really matters to you. So I'm gonna share 10 tips to move towards your goals and dreams faster. First off is clarifying your goals and strategy. This is the first thing we do in the Extraordinary Life Tribe group coaching program in the course sessions. It's really important and we spend a lot of time on it. It's not something that's one and done. We do it once at the beginning and then we revisit them periodically throughout the year and subsequent years because with action comes more clarity. It's important to be clear about your aims and ambitions, both short and long term. Write them down in as much detail as possible. Because once you know what you really want to achieve and why, it's easier to make decisions about what action steps you need to take, what you need to learn, and who you need to be in the process, and then plan accordingly. And remember the example I gave last week about the curriculum plan that you have in college? 
Well, designing a curriculum plan is important as an adult also. Something I write down every day is what do I need to learn today or in the near future to accomplish my goals? And not only is that helpful in accomplishing my goals, but it's also stimulating for my brain. Have you ever thought about how fun it would be to go back to college and be in that stimulating environment now that you're old enough to really appreciate it? And maybe you are doing that. Maybe you have gone back to college and if so, good for you. I hope that you are appreciating it. Second tip is to focus on your top priorities. I would recommend focusing on no more than three big goals at a time, sometimes only one if it's a really big one, and then take that goal or project and write down five steps you need to take to accomplish that goal, and then break down those into other tasks. Break it down as much as you want or as much as you can until you get to the most simplified tasks that you can do because it does feel good to cross things off of a list. You just don't want to get addicted to crossing things off a list that aren't really important to begin with. So take that step of breaking it down and writing it all down and that will really reduce your overwhelm. Third tip is to schedule blocks of time each week to work on taking specific action based on the steps or tasks you've identified. And when I say schedule, I mean actually make an appointment with yourself and put it in your calendar, whether it's on your phone, in a paper planner, or both. And be sure to give yourself a significant block of time to finish what you set out to do. And for most things, it's a block of two to four hours so that you're not switching in and switching out. And also don't forget, big productivity tip, not included in the 10, but don't forget to get up and move your body at least once an hour because it will increase your productivity and your creativity. This works for any kind of goal, even relationship goals. And going back to the Pareto principle, you're better off spending two hours of intentional time with someone, whether it's your kids, your partner, or a friend, than a full day when you're somewhat distracted. My husband and I both work from home, and of course the kids were home also for a while. And I can tell you that, yes, technically we're around each other most of the day, But it's not the same as spending focused time with each other. Trust me, it's worth it to take that time and devote it outside of just the time that you are just around each other. Think quality over quantity. And also that idea, and I'll talk about it in one of the later tips, but balance doesn't mean sharing equal amounts of time amongst all of your priorities. So when you're creating balance, yes, maybe you're working a lot right now or you're spending your time on some other thing, but that doesn't mean you have to spend equal time on your relationships. Remember that quality. The fourth tip is to say no to others, to yourself. I'm in a program right now focusing on using our mind to create a successful life, 
Like I said, it's important to always be learning and growing, and I take advantage of mentorship and coaching programs as well. And one of the principles that we're working on is building trust in ourselves that we'll do what we say we're going to do. After all, if you think about it, most of the time when you don't achieve your goals, it's because you didn't do what you said you were going to do. An interesting idea that we discussed the other day is to consider whether we really want to do something before we commit to it. Because when you commit to something you don't really want to do, there's a good chance that you won't do it. And when you don't do it, you break trust with yourself. And learning to trust yourself is important to accomplishing your goals and dreams. So start by committing to what you really want to do and what you're more likely to follow through on to build that trust with yourself. And even when something new comes up that you do want to do, whether it's someone else asking you or something you've come up with, be sure to check with your schedule to see if you really do have time for it. And if you don't have time, be honest with others or with yourself and put it on a someday list if that's appropriate. Don't allow others to divert you from your objectives. Don't be afraid to say no. Number five is to create supportive systems. And this can look a lot of different ways depending on how you work best. What works best for me is to have my list of three projects that I'm working on along with the steps I need to take for each project like I mentioned before. And then on Sunday, sometime during the day or first thing Monday morning, I sit down with my paper planner and I write in all of my appointments along with writing a list of about five things that I absolutely want to get done that week by Friday end of the day. This includes exercise, walking the dogs, and any social commitments I might have. And then based on what I want to get done by the end of the week, And also the projects, the longer-term projects that I have, I block in those times and plan out my day. So first I do it for the week, and then usually each morning I sit down and write down exactly time slots, what I'm going to do when. And this has really helped me because when I first started doing it, I thought I could do a lot more than I really could. As I've gotten better at it, I'm more realistic about how long things take, especially creative things like writing the outline for my podcast. It always takes longer than I think it will. And if I block that time in the appropriate amount of time, then I feel more successful because I actually complete it. Another supportive system that I've started taking advantage of is online co-working times. Before the pandemic, I used to go to a local co-working space once or twice a week so that I could be around people and have more focused time away from my own home office. But of course, yes, they're still doing it, but I don't really feel like sitting there with a mask. So I have several different groups where there's specific times during the week that are for co-working. We log into Zoom. 
Sometimes, depending on how big the group is, we check in, we either write down in the chat or verbally say what we're going to do with that time, and then we check in at the end. And it's really great to feel a sense of camaraderie, and I usually am more productive during that time, even though I'm just in front of my own computer on Zoom with my audio muted. So figure out the systems that work best for you and then use them. And I want to mention that this works for exercise too. Schedule that time with friends if you're wanting to exercise so that it really happens because you're less likely to flake on a friend than you are with yourself. All right. Number six is taking a reality check. After you've been working with some of the prior ideas and with planning out your weeks and scheduling blocks of time, evaluate how it's going. Are there tasks that don't really need to be done? Or do some things take longer? Like I said, be more realistic about how long things take. Or are some of the things that you're doing not part of the 20% that leads to the 80% of your results? Some things might not lead to any results and they're just busy work. So it's important to be real about it because if it's not taking you towards your goals and dreams, don't do it. Busy work done efficiently isn't worth it. Which leads me to tip number seven, which is to delegate. And this works in all areas of your life. Sometimes you might resist delegating because you think you can do it better and faster. For example, kids doing the dishes. Trust me, it's better to let your kids do the dishes imperfectly than to do them yourself perfectly. And then sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes there are things that somebody else can do better. And if it's not something that you're really excited about getting better at, or if you're already overwhelmed in general and not doing the things that are super important, then delegate it. Pass off the tasks so that you can focus on getting done what only you can do. So whether it's in your household or your work or in your business or some other place in life, if it's not part of the 20% that really moves your life forward, Consider getting someone else to do it or not doing it at all. Number eight is to repeat your success. I ask my coaching clients some version of this question or prompt when we do our session on productivity. And that's think of a time in your life when you felt especially productive. What were you doing then? What strategies and techniques did you employ that made you so effective and focused? And can you repeat them? When I asked myself that question, my answer was that I felt most productive in college. I was working, going to school, and racing triathlons, and somehow I got it all done and truly didn't feel like I wasted much time at all. I socialized while I was working or when I was training, plus a little bit at school. And while I didn't know about the Pareto principle back then, you'd better believe that if I didn't think it was important, 
I didn't do it. So what's that time in your life that you felt most productive? Think about it, journal on it, and see if you can apply it to your life right now. Number nine is to create balance in your life. So like I said before, balance doesn't have to mean equal time for each priority. Sometimes in your life, you'll work more. Sometimes you'll play more. Sometimes you'll spend more time on relationships, sometimes less. But think about scheduling that time for personal activities in your life. And be sure that you do make time for family, for friends, your health, and fun. Because those parts of your life do reduce stress. They increase your energy levels. They just make life more enjoyable. And if you can combine them, all the better. So for example, this afternoon, I'll stop work early to ride with my son and his mountain bike team because I committed to being one of the coaches. And this moves several of my life goals forward. It improves my fitness. I spend time with my son. And I also contribute as a coach to kids being more active, especially the girls on the team. And my stress level goes down and my energy level goes up. So it's a win on at least five levels. The last tip is one that I can definitely get better at. I used to do it when I had a job that I actually went to work at. I'm not quite as good about it in my own business, but I'm working on it. And I do it in my home life, but basically I need to get better at it in my work life. So at the end of your workday, tidy your desk, make notes about what needs doing tomorrow, and prioritize those tasks. That way you'll worry less that evening and be prepared and focused the next morning. And this is similar to your home life. Like I said, I'm better at it in my home life. The end of the day, before I go up to bed, I make sure the kitchen is cleaned up. After dinner, my husband does most of it, since I'm usually the one that cooked dinner. But I like to tidy up any last details because I get up much earlier than everyone else in the household. And I really like the space to be clean and tidy. And if I do plan on working out, I try to make sure that whatever I need is ready for me to grab and go. But mostly since I read, journal, and meditate in the mornings these days, I like to have everything ready and set out for that. So figure out what works best for you. Give these 10 tips a try. I'd love to hear about what resonated most for you. Don't try and do them all at once. One tip per week will probably be plenty. Try whatever is easiest first. And again, let me know how it went for you. If you'd like to dive into these deeper, my Extraordinary Life Tribe group coaching program is opening soon. It's a great container for focusing on your goals and dreams in a community that will support you in getting there. The link for information to join the new cohort for 2022 is in the show notes. Have a terrific rest of your day, and I'll see you in here next week. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Life Podcast with writer and coach, Crystal Obergon. We'd love to connect with you outside of the podcast too. To find more helpful insights, show notes, and more about Crystal, go to crystalobergon.com. That's O-B-R-E-G-O-N, where you will also find info for the Design Your Decade Workshop. This workshop will help you to stop drifting and start creating. Until next time, be extraordinary.